Hello everyone and welcome back to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host Tony Brown. Today is Monday the 26th of January 2009. like to contact me, you can do so uh, a couple of different ways. The easiest way is going to be to drop me an email uh, or you could do an mp3 file, that'd be fine as well, at firearmscafe at gmail.com or you can go over to our forums which is Gun Rights Radio Network and leave me a uh, message or suggestion under the Firearms Cafe section. One of the things that I've also started doing and kind of having been having some fun with is I've uh, joined up to Twitter. Mark had invited me uh, from Gun Rights Advocates podcast uh, to join up. And I did kind of on a lark and just to see what it would be like. But it's actually kind of fun. For those of you who don't know what Twitter is, you go over there, you sign up, and then you can get to do uh, little mini posts of about 140 characters. So you have 140 uh, letters in each little mini post. And you just say kind of what you're doing or what you're planning on doing. Now, you can post several of these many things a day. So if you had something that you wanted to say that was going to be longer than that, you could do two or three posts. So if you, you can go over there and you can either follow people uh, and people will follow you uh, just to kind of see what you're doing. And it's just kind of a neat little thing. Um, what's nice about that, uh, like looking at Mark's stuff, is he'll tell a little bit. You'll get a little bit of an advance on... Uh, when he's got a show prepared, when he's going to put it up, maybe who he's going to interview or the subject matter, that type of thing. And uh, I try and do that as well. Um, so like I said, it is a neat way to do it. It's also a lot of the other podcasters uh, who maybe aren't Second Amendment podcasters, but if you like, let's say, sci-fi or movie stuff, a lot of those people are on there as well. So you can follow some of those other people. Um, and that's you know that can be one thing too where we can get some more uh, publicity or exposure for the Second Amendment cause. Um, the more pro-gun people and the more pro-rights people that are on places like Twitter and some of these social networking things, the more that our presence is there, the less that we become the isolated gun nut and the more we become oh, there's just another guy and, and he likes, happens to like guns, but he's not a he's not strange or he's not a wacko or things like that. So again, the more exposure that we can give to the Second Amendment, the more exposure that we can give to the American public in general, uh, again, I, I think the more that we further our cause and the more that we can kind of, of cement our present in sort of that social consciousness I guess of uh, of the public um, so that we don't remain them we just we become part of us so to speak if you know what I mean I don't know if I'm being real clear on that um, anyway you can go over to uh, to Twitter and you can follow me over there um, follow other people as well for those of you uh, who haven't done so, if you could take the time to go ahead and leave me a review over on iTunes or through Zoom. I'm not sure how Zoom works. 
Um, but I do know the more reviews we get, the more prominent our show is. And don't just do it for me. Go over and if you haven't left a review for um, Gun Dudes, if you haven't left a review for Eric over at uh, Handgun Podcast, if you haven't left a review for Sean at Militant Marksman, uh, go over there and uh, you know be honest. And if you know if you don't really listen to the show, you know I would say maybe you know don't leave a review. But you know, um, but if if you are a fan of a particular show, um, go ahead and just leave you know leave a review. It only takes four or five minutes, and then you can be done. And again, it does help. It does help with getting our message out there to more people. And that's ultimately what we're going to need to do as a big step in helping secure, again, our Second Amendment rights and our Second Amendment freedoms. Uh, because they're being eroded every day at a, at a staggering rate. Uh, so enough of that. What we'll do now is we're going to go ahead and I, uh, a couple of shows ago, I had sent out some questions, uh, five questions about firearms and to each one of the podcasters in the network, and I got some responses back. Um, This is going to be part two of that. I actually, like I said, have a response from Eric over at Handguns, and then uh, Handgun Podcast, excuse me. And then I also got um, one from the Gun Dudes. I actually got two from the Gun Dudes because Stan, when they first did their first recording, I guess Stan wasn't able to be there due to work, so he and Carl did a, um, uh, a second recording uh, so that Stan could participate, which uh, I'm really appreciative of, and uh, I'm glad that they thought it was a neat idea and wanted to participate. The guys over there are just a great bunch of guys. We've got like a kind of a running teasing thing going on with each other right now, making fun of each other, which is uh, is real enjoyable for me. Um, I just listened to their last show, and I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't listened, or are not a listener, I should say, to the Gun Dudes, um, put them on your iTunes or on your Zoom list, however you do it, but give those guys a listen, and I think you'll really enjoy their show. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and get on with it. I'm going to go ahead and drop in Eric's interview, and then, like I said, I'll do the Gun Dudes. And then after that, I'll be back, and we'll wrap up the show. And uh, I think what I'll do, too, at the end is I'm going to go ahead and give my answers to the questions as well. Uh, So here we go. Hey, Tony, this is Eric at the Handgun Podcast. Sorry I didn't get the five questions to you sooner. I didn't quite know what you were doing. And uh, (laughs) anyway, there's my excuse. But that was a really cool show you did. So I wanted to contribute my five questions to you real quick if you can use them. Uh, first firearm. Oh, okay. Let me start over with the questions. Uh, question one, what is the first firearm you fired and the first one you've owned? The first firearm I ever shot was a 22. Uh, it's an old Remington rolling block. I think it's a number four from dang near turn of the century. That's the only mark on it is Remington and the serial number. And the serial number is in the low five digits. So that was very cool. I inherited that from my grandpa. Uh, It's an old single shot. You've got to pull back a little plate and then put the plate back over once you've put the round in the breech, and then you fire the gun. Uh, Really cool stuff. Very thin, octagonal barrel, and I've still got it. I'm trying to put it into a glass case like a shadow box. I want to mount it on the wall. It's pretty cool looking. The first one I ever owned, I'm going to say, was an SKS. 
uh, I had a couple guns in the house, but, you know, they were never, like, really mine. I was growing up, so they were dad's. It wasn't a shooting household. But when I was in high school, I went and bought an SKS. I think at the time it cost 120 bucks. Never should have sold that. Clinton uh, later put some kind of an importation ban. The prices jumped up to 200 I sold it because I was like, hey, I'm going to make money on this. <laughs> Never should have done that. Uh, that was a Norinco. Uh, it was a Chinese one. You could tell by the bayonet mount and no bayonet and blah, blah, blah. Cool gun. Wish I never would have gotten rid of that one. Question two. I have been dropped on an unexplored planet and get to bring one rifle, one pistol, 150 rounds of ammo for each. Uh, the pistol, I, you know I'm a 1911 fan, but I'm going to go with a Glock. Uh, they're very simple, lots of not moving parts <laughs> inside. They're real easy to take apart and clean. I'm going with, uh, I think it's the 21 slim frame, the 45 that's just a little bit thinner, easier to handle because of uh, ammo capacity, how much I can hold in each magazine. And for the load on that, I'm going to be going with uh, Remington Golden Saber, 185 grain plus P. It gets you very nearly 10 millimeter like ballistics. And I figure that'll punch through stuff. If it doesn't open up, they've got a tendency to mushroom really well. And they've taken more than one deer. Not that they're going to be deer on a weird planet, but I figure that uh, is the best balance for self-protection and for food procurement. Uh, the rifle, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say that I read long gun. So I'm going to go with a Remington 870 shotgun and, uh, I like the pump. It's very simple. The mechanics, there's really not a whole lot to go wrong and it can be clean, uh, taken down with no special tools. Uh, and it gives me versatility. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go with a long barrel on that one. I'm not going to do the combat 18 inches or whatever. I'm going with a 20, maybe even 28 inch barrel. I want more velocity, more speed. And that gives me room to use double lot or rifled slugs or, uh, you know, even something lighter, even like a six shot for anything flying in the air. So, uh, hope you let me cheat on that and use the shotgun. <laughs> Let's see, question three. If I could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law nationwide, what would they be? I was kind of surprised that nobody said the National Firearms Act of 1934. That's actually what I'm going with. I'm going to say 1934, uh, NFA gets struck down. You know, maybe that's because I don't fully understand the Gun Control Act of 68, and I haven't looked it up. Uh, I made sure to keep my answer unaltered from the time I heard your original podcast, but two guys said the Gun Control Act of 68. I'm going with NFA. Uh, I think it's stupid to have an arbitrary length on how long your shotgun barrel or your rifle barrel can be. I don't think that restrictions on uh, full auto should be done, and I know really that came later in like 86, the real restriction, but I don't like going through the paperwork and going through the LEO your uh your Clio. I don't think the tax stamp none of that jazz. Uh and suppressors. You know, when I was in England, in England, one of the most unfriendly gun places in the world, I went into a store, they've got a two two three, I think it was a Seiko bolt action rifle with a suppressor already mounted on the end of it. 
And I asked about this, you know, growing up in America, I'm like, oh my God, they've got silencers. And I asked about it and he said, well, it's simple, mate. It's so you can shoot your foxes without disturbing your livestock. <laughs> How do you argue with that? It's good manners. It's no different than uh, the muffler on your car. And so that's what I'm going with for that. Uh, enact one gun law. First, I got to say that Mick had a brilliant idea about firearm safety training. Whether you're for or against firearms, it just makes a whole lot of sense. And I thought that was genius. But uh, for me, I'm going to say uh, there's got to be some kind of reform. They always want reform on firearms anyway. It's going to have something to do with handguns. And whether that is a national concealed carry program or whether that is uh, abolishment of concealed carry as we know it, meaning the licensing system. I don't like the fact in principle that uh, my right to keep and bear arms gets transformed into a tax with an expiration date. Uh, I know there should be some kind of a training because of the complicated nature of some firearms, but uh, I don't think the uh, I don't think the principle is sound somehow. Something there needs to get worked out, but it would be nationwide. No more. Chicago gun bans or anything nationwide concealed carry as long as you're not drinking alcohol you're good period so let's see number four if I could have one dream firearm money is not an object what would it be I'm gonna go with the Mateba auto revolver that I mentioned in one of my recent podcasts because it's very cool but it's nothing that I could justify the money on as long as I could buy like a bolt action rifle or a shotgun or I've got something else to buy. So that one's going to be a dream firearm because I'm not realistically going to put out the cash for it. But it is very cool. It's a, it's a revolver that works like an auto loader. It's recoil based is how the action works. Kind of goofy. Uh, the cylinder... It rotates above the barrel. The barrel is actually put down low. It lines up with the lowest point of the cylinder, putting it in line with your hand. And it's just kind of got this cool steampunk look to it. And I just dig it. I think it's pretty neat. And let's see. Finally, what does the Second Amendment mean to me personally? I'm going to say that Ted Nugent put it best. See, because the Second Amendment, like... Chris said, it's got nothing to do with hunting. It has to do with an armed citizenry protecting themselves. And for everyone who says that our founding fathers couldn't envision this kind of firepower, I argue that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment because it was about equality. It was about making, it, it was about equality of force. It was about making the citizens every bit as capable as the government to be in control of their own destinies. So what does the Second Amendment mean to me personally? Well, in the words of Ted Nugent, keep means it's mine, you can't have it. And bear means, why, yes, I happen to have it on me right now. So that's what I've got on that. Tony, loving the show and uh, appreciate the opportunity to answer these questions. I thought this was pretty interesting. You take care, man. Well, hey, thanks, Eric. I really appreciate you doing that for me. Um, if you guys aren't listening to Eric's show, uh, you need to go over and give him a listen. He is very consistent and puts out a very good quality show every week. Um, so if you're not listening to him, go ahead, give him a try. Uh, you won't be disappointed. 
so again, thanks, Eric, for doing that. All right, next up on the lineup, we will be hearing from the Gun Dudes, and the first segment will be from Carl, Tom, and Kelly, and then the next one will be from Stan and, uh, and Carl. Um, Carl had asked to have a special song played. He wanted It's Raining Men played. Uh, unfortunately, due to copyright nature, I will not be able to play It's Raining Men. Um, so, understandably, uh, when I got back with Carl and let him know that I would not be able to play It's Raining Men, he was, uh, well, I guess crushed would be probably the right word. He's very disappointed. He, he teared up and he cried a little. Um, but I told him, well, look around and see if you can find another song. And uh, he did, and he sent me this song. So go ahead, give it a listen. And this is uh, Carl's, I guess, gift to you as a uh, Firearms Cafe listener. We have kind of along the same line. On yes, ours. you're getting married. <laughs> yes. I love him. No, okay. but we we are working on it. We are actually talking to some people that are going to help us. Yes. Yeah, I, it's not going to be right away because, you know, we have no idea what to do. It's not going to, like I said, not right away. It's going to happen. We're working on it. Guaranteed before show 50. Yes. I love him. Stan, let me be the first to congratulate you on your upcoming nuptials. I wish you a long and happy life together. And Tom and Kelly, you guys don't worry. I'm sure you guys will be involved in the uh, ceremony. Maybe as flower boys or ring bearers, something like that. I don't know. Uh, But I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Well, let's go ahead and get back to those questions that the gun dudes uh, sent in for me. And I remember the first one is with uh, Carl, Tom, and Kelly. And then the second interview is going to be with those two star-crossed lovers, Carl and Stan. And again, congratulations on that upcoming wedding. We'll be rooting for you. Well, here's their uh, answers to those questions. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, this is for Tony. Uh, This is the Gun Dudes. Uh, Sorry it's taking us so long to do this. Uh, We did it before, then the holidays came. We lost the stuff, and we just haven't really get back to it, Tony. So we apologize. Uh, we have Kelly filling in for Stan because Stan couldn't be here to help us, but uh, Kelly wanted to do this. Uh, this is the five questions, and we're going to just go real quick. We, the one we did before was about a half hour long because we can't shut up. So I'm going to start with uh, Kelly. We'll see if I can answer them. Yes. First question. Uh, this one is, what was the first firearm that you fired, Kelly? 
and what was the first firearm that you owned? It can be now. This can be either the first one that you bought or the first one that you received as a gift. Well, let's see. I guess the first firearm, if you can consider it a firearm, would have been a uh, a Red Ryder uh, Daisy BB gun, my first one. But then I got a uh, a, uh, a twenty gauge single shot uh, shotgun. Okay. So well, instead of the BB guns, we want uh, a chambered round, I guess. Well, that's a chambered round. Yeah. yeah. We'll sell so, the, so the shotgun then. Yeah. So. Nice. So that was the first one you fired or owned? Owned both. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Right on. So. Uh, okay, we'll go to number two. Uh, you have been dropped on an unexplored planet, and you get to bring one rifle and one pistol with 150 rounds of ammo for each. What do you choose and why? I'll choose a Winchester 94. You're a butt. That was mine. <laughs> you, you, well, you get to bring two. I get to, uh, a you rifle get to bring, and a pistol? You get to bring a rifle and one pistol with 150 rounds of ammo for each. Okay. And what do you choose and why is the question. Uh, well, like I said, I would do the a Winchester Model 94 uh, lever action rifle plus I would probably do kind of a, uh, a single shot revolver. Uh, same thing. Both of them because one... Same ammunition. Yes, that okay, was Okay, ammunition mine. would go with both. That was mine. Okay. Um, and that's, too, is the guns I'm most familiar with. Yeah, so. that's true. Okay. So question number three. If you could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law, and this is nationwide, what would that be and why? Or just what what would they be? Okay, as, as, as far as that goes, I'd probably say the uh, that national park law that they just got rid of. Uh, you know, one, it helps as far as... You know, people can carry. It kind of answers both questions. Uh, so you want it for both? You, oh yeah. You you figure the they they already took it out for you, so you're that okay with and that. it's good because you know people that carrying guns that are concealed weapons carrier, they're responsible people that are doing yeah. it. So so it's not like we're going to go on a shooting spree in our national parks. Well, and that one I can see for you because you're a scouter. Well, that's true. Anyway. Yeah, that's true too. So that's that, that's a good one. If you could have one dream firearm. So money's not an object. What would it be? Wow. A dream firearm. I would think it would pre- probably be an M1 carbine. So an M1 carbine. M1 carbine. You only get one, so we're going to say the M1 carbine. Okay, we'll go with the M1 that, carbine the other so you mine. can have the other yeah, one. So, you're taking, yeah, you're taking all my stuff. Fine. You're a jerk. No, I'm not. Uh, question number five, what does the Second Amendment mean to you personally? It's It means personal freedom. Yeah. Okay, it's my personal freedom to... To carry a firearm, I have a right to bear arms. You know, uh, especially you know, hey, not everybody. You can look at somebody, you might think they have a good heart, but they can just be a butt, and you need to protect yourself and your family. Yep, I agree. Simple as that. Right on. So, thank you, Kelly, and uh, we'll go to Tom, Carl. <laughs> your question. So, same thing. Uh, what was the first firearm that you fired, and what was the first firearm that that you owned? First firearm that I fired is probably a Smith & Wesson 22 revolver. Uh, probably when I was about 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. Well, 8-shot revolver filled it up, started planking the hills, you know. So, that, that kind of got me going. Uh, first firearm I ever purchased for myself was a Mossberg 590 12-gauge. The... Uh, I think it's the Marine Corps one. It's just yeah. the the phosphate finish. No, uh, no, for yeah, nice. no ghost strings, nothing. Just no. heat shield. So that was the first one I owned. Uh, sold it. Three shotguns later, I think I'm happy. <laughs> well, that's still a nice shotgun. Yep. 
Okay, question number two. You have been dropped on an unexplored planet, and you get to bring one rifle and one pistol with 150 rounds of ammo each. What do you choose and why? Uh, pistol would be an HK Mark 23, just because it has incredible accuracy, good trigger. Uh, I think it's almost a six-inch barrel or over a six-inch barrel. Uh, I'm not looking to carry concealed 12 plus one magazine count, and uh, basically a freaking rocking gun will shoot two two inches at 50 yards. In case I ever had to hunt with it, so it's almost like a submachine gun style in a hand flat form. Um, as far as my rifle, if I did not know what would be there in the first place. Uh, I can't go wrong with an AR-15 unless there's giant dinosaurs. So my my uh, my thing would probably be in a you know if sky's the limit, probably a uh, a Scar Heavy with a uh, I think it's the 14-inch barrel. I think it has. I don't think it's a 16. But uh, but you know what? I'd go with hell. I'd go with the the longest barrel possible and an ACOG optic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tactical Tom. Okay, if you could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law that would be nationwide, what would they be? The uh, thing that concerns me right now would um, strike down one gun law. Um, I am a fl- fan of Class 3 weapons, but I don't think that would be my first target. I think my first target would be basically the registering of ammunition right now. It's kind of really pissing me off. I think you and I got the same view on that. If, if I could have one gun that could be enacted, it would probably be um, a basically a, the reciprocity law for all uh, concealed carry handgun owners. Mm-hmm. That. And, well, you know what? I'm going to take that back. If I could enact... <laughs> so I get two answers. If I could enact one, it would probably be uh, the frivolous lawsuits against firearms manufacturers for accidental deaths or... Uh, crimes involving because that's basically what you can shut down the gun industry you just shut down the manufacturers yeah so okay thank you uh number four if you could have one dream firearm so money's not an object what would it be one dream firearm the money's not an object probably uh an f-16c fighter falcon (laughs) it's got guns on it's got it's a platform well it's got a 20 millimeter gal on it you just it's just part of it. It's just so, like, that's the rifle barrel, and the rest of it's the stock. Now, the fuel's going to cost a fortune, but if someone walks in front the of ammo, it, But dead. money's not an option. Yeah. The ammo's going to cost an option. <laughs> so, Last time I checked, 20 mil wasn't exactly at Walmart. <laughs> so someone walks in front of it, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> now, uh, if, I could have, if I could have one firearm and the thing's not an option, uh, I'm a pistol guy. Uh, an HK Mark 23 would be up there, or a... Um, Right now, I'm really liking a Springfield Armory TRP operator. Nice. Okay. So then, last question. What does the Second Amendment mean to you personally? Uh, Second Amendment means to me personally. I like a lot of the bill, uh, you know, not articles in uh, amendments. (sighs) Anyway, out of that. (laughs) The amendments in the Bill of Rights, is it's equality. It's the equality of human life. Uh, all life is valued. All life should be protected. It doesn't matter uh, what affiliations we have, what our sexual orientation might be, what our race is. That does not matter. All human life is valued. Everyone has the right to defend themselves. And it's uh, what kind of brings to me is you know people who are elitists who think that they are worth more than another person are the ones that will always try to restrict that person's right to protect themselves. All right, right on. 
And last would be me. Yes. Okay. So first question, first firearm that I fired was a twenty two long rifle. Uh, I believe it was a Browning. That was in Scouts. Uh, I believe I was 12 years old at the time. So uh, I still remember doing that. We had a lot of fun. A lot of people yelled at me because I had no ability, just like my scouts, the, all the scouts I've worked with have no common sense or ability to distinguish between swinging the barrel in front of people yeah. and thinking it's okay. How do kids stay alive at that age? Uh, we have a lot of stressed out scoutmasters. <laughs> That's how. Uh, and well, The first firearm that I owned was actually uh, a forty caliber Beretta that I got. I, I, I gotten. That I bought. Um and actually, actually, I did have to use that once. I, I didn't have to, to fire it. Uh, someone That's the one where someone was waiting for me outside my house. I you know locked the door and then turned around. There was a guy there with a knife, and uh, uh, I do remember that gun I pulled out. I mean, the guy just, just kind of stood there right in front of me. He was probably five yards away from me, and he allowed me to reach back, and I pulled it out and pointed at him, and because I was just so jacked up, I just kind of went... <laughs> I just laughed like that because I got the gun out and pointed at him, and he took off running. And you, you do realize the error of your ways yeah, now. Well, of course. I mean, that's the first time it ever happened. That's why I got a concealed carry permit and why I got into guns because I was like, "Holy cow, that happened here!" You know, to me. So uh, that was the first gun I, I ever owned. Was that one a uh, nice gun? I lot loved it. Question number two: uh, Have you? Uh, let's see. You've been dropped on an export planet. One rifle, one pistol, 150 rounds of ammo each. Kelly brought up my answer, which. Uh, I'd go with the lever action, uh, probably chambered in 45 long Colt, uh, 1894 yeah. rifle. I would get the Eldorado loop. Just I so you could swing it with one hand if you had to. I couldn't do that because the barrel would smack me in the head. I've got short arms. I'm like a T-Rex, just kind of just, you know, my arms don't reach out that far. Uh, and then I'd also get a single-action army revolver, cha- you know, chambered in the same caliber. The reason is, is I... It's just nice that maybe I'll use the rifle more often. I More than likely I would, because if I'm on an unexplored planet, I don't know what's out there. I'm going to be able to shoot small game in that. And a 45 long Colt, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to survive, and, and that will help. Well, that gives you long. 300 rounds of ammunition for either gun. That's right. And it'll last a lot longer that way. Um, basically, I'm probably going to just be more surviving. I'm not going after dinosaurs. If you're going after a dinosaur, you're a, a, an adrenaline junkie, and uh, I'm just trying to survive. When I fight down, I'm just a caveman. I just fight him with my knife. Yeah, I'm gonna wait in trees, drop on them, slit their throat, or snap their neck. If you can do that to a deer, you're you're a man. Uh, but those are the two guns <laughs> well, I would get choose. to spank them. That's even I, better. I would choose those two guns just because of that. You can share the ammunition, and I'm not looking to take on a T-Rex. There's no way. You've never lived until <laughs> you've taken out a the T-Rex. ultimate hunting experience: dinosaurs. All right, uh, so now if you could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law, that would be nationwide, what would they be? Uh, I do not like that uh, concealed carry is not acceptable in all states. Like if I have one in Utah, why can't I have it in another state? Yeah, why can't I take mine that, to California? That, that's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. It, it, well, what bugs me every time I go to California, i got to go through uh, Arizona, I'm fine, Nevada, I'm fine. I get to California, and all of a sudden I'm a crazed lunatic with yeah, a gun. Yeah, well, you are, but yeah. I get that, but that, I get good groups. That 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 bugs me. And then the one that uh, I would enact, uh, which actually would be the, again, I'm a scouter. The national park thing was a big deal for me because I'm in national parks a lot. Yeah. So that one is happening. I'm glad that one did. Yeah, that's just one that affects me directly. Uh, next one, my dream firearm. Somebody's not an object. 
Uh, this one, it, these are cowboy action guns for me because that's what I I love. I grew up with. Uh, I'm kind of torn. I do want a, like a genuine Colt single action army revolver. Love those. Just a beautiful gun. Uh, we're talking the you know one that's from era the, authentic. Era authentic. Maybe even from that era yeah, yeah. that came from then. Uh, those are just worth a lot of money. Uh, or boy, Henry Big Boy lever action rifle. That's just I love that gun. Oh, that's a nice gun. Just in in the hands of a man who knows how to use it, that sucker can do so. Well, our tastes aren't exactly the ritziest of the things. Our tastes are just no. whatever's cool. Well, it's, it's what's cool, and we watch a lot of the movies. Uh, we get our, you know, just like for me, it's you know, I get the scouts into it too, and they like it. Uh, what does the Second Amendment mean to you personally? Personally, it's about power, and I, I don't mean power like. <laughs> You know, that kind of power. I got a gun, I rule the yeah, world. It's, yeah, I'm not like, you know, Dr. Evil. I mean, power as in, I, I, I've always believed and I've always been taught this, that, you know, yeah, we have three branches of the government. It's actually four because the people are the fourth branch. We keep the others in check. Uh, as soon as we lose that power, they can do what they want. And to me, that's not right. Uh, so power in that respect, that I have the power and ability that, you know, if – they try to, uh, you know, become a dictatorship. Well, I have the power to, to stop that if, if if I have to. I don't want to, but if I have to, yeah. And, yeah, it, and that grants me the freedom to have a voice. So yeah. that's what it means to me. Yep. So anyway, uh, thanks, Tony. This is a cool idea. We appreciate it. Uh, the opportunity to do this. And uh, our advice would be to keep listening to Tony Brown's Firearm Cafe on the Gun Rights Radio Network. That's right, because so, we are followers. Followers of loyal. Tony. Loyal, Loyal followers. <laughs> so thanks, Tony. Goodbye. All right, here's Stan with his uh, five questions for you, Tony. Uh, Stan, question number one, what was the first firearm that you fired, and what was the first firearm that you owned? First firearm that I fired was a uh, Remington model. Uh, it was a Nylon 88. It's one of the first. Uh, you like Nylons. <laughs> Actually, I prefer silk. Yes. Not rayon, but nylon. Anyway, it's a nylon 88 uh, semi-automatic 22 long rifle, uh, and uh, it had a really weird feature. You pull the plug out of the buttstock <laughs> and load it like that, but you had to put the, the barrel on your toe. Uh, on your toe? Well, you didn't have to, but I, I did okay. back in my younger days. But, yeah, you load it through the buttstock and... and Put the magazine thing back in it. Anyway, that's what I I've, I've first fired. Um, first gun that I owned, first gun that I owned was... Uh, One that you bought or was given to you? It was my 12-gauge, uh, a Mossberg 500. My dad gave that to me for my 12th birthday. We, we like the 500 series. Yep, yep. Still have it. Okay. You've been dropped on an unexplored planet, and you get to bring one rifle and one pistol with 150 rounds of ammo for each. What do you choose and why? Let's see. Uh, for the pistol, I'd definitely go with uh, my Glock 22. Glock. My Glow K, uh, 40 caliber. Uh, I'm used to it. I reload it. Uh, shoot it fairly well. Well, I guess I don't know. Comfortable with it. That's what I would use. You, you shoot it fairly. Fairly. Yeah. Fairly well. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I would shoot that. It's just a good gun. Good okay. solid gun. Uh, for the rifle. <clears throat> I would go with a bolt action, uh, probably probably my 270 short mag. Uh, it's got some power behind it. It's flat shooting. 
you can spank uh, you know something out there two, three, four hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, then if they get close, uh, hopefully I'd stop anything I needed to before I got uh, before it got past that. But yeah. That's why you go to the pistol after. Yes, yeah. The pistol's just a backup. Yeah, that's right. All right, okay, then uh, let's go to number three. If you could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law, that would be nationwide. What would they be? Uh, definitely the Gun Act of 68. Uh, uh, I think Mark has the chapter and verse on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he knows a little bit more than we do. Yeah, a lot more. But I know that's uh, that was the source of evil, and that's... Uh, I think if I could strike anything down, I would start with that. You would uh, strike down evil. Evil. Uh, I'm I'm for good. <laughs> Anti-evil. Um, now, and, and I've thought about this, and if I could enact a law, I would make it legal to mount firearms on airplanes because I've always wanted to strafe something. <laughs> uh, you know, we have wide open spaces out here. I've always yeah. wanted to... to strafe a coyote or a rabbit or something like that. Oh, that's right, because you're a pilot, too. Yes, that's yeah, right. I'd, I'd strap a couple of... Uh, oh, strafe. <laughs> put a couple of uh, uh, I machine guns pheasants. on the wings. I got some pheasants, kids. How'd you, I thought you were out flying. Yep. Pheasants, fish, you know, whatever. Uh, it'd just be a blast to uh, to be able to do that. To I've strafe. Al- always wanted to strafe something, so... Okay. <laughs> In fact, I, I, I practice doing it in my head. Well, actually, I do the flying, but I pretend like I've got a gun and a, a sight on the, on the airplane, and I strafe things. Or he pretends he's in the Millennium Falcon. Yes. And, like, you know, <laughs> clouds in the air are TIE fighters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Number four, if you could have one dream firearm, so money's not an object, what would it be? Uh, I think uh, it, it's probably one of my next rifles. I think if I buy one, it would be an M1A. A really nice M1A uh, with a nice scope on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, simple. That's. I mean, that's not real exotic, but You're simple. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I am. I'm simple. I'm salt of the earth. I've been told. You have simple needs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, M1A, uh, tricked out M1A would be uh, sweet. Cool. All right, and then, uh, what does the Second Amendment mean to you personally? Uh, Second Amendment to me uh, means. Uh, Gosh, and I know it's a right. You know, it means freedom to me, but it also means a lot of a lot of time that I spent with my my father. You know, good time was spent with guns. Um, you know, we worked hard. Uh, we had uh, a farm down in Escalante, and sort of the reward after a, a hard day's work was, hey, you know, let's go shoot some some bottles or or uh, you know, let's go shoot the the magpies off the the Pine Creek field, you know, get rid of uh, pests or, or something like that. But, yeah, so my or the, best... Or the hobos. Yeah. Or the hobos. Yeah, uh, yeah hobos. <laughs> of any gender or race. That's right. Non-discriminant. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's just good memories, uh, which I wouldn't have if, if we didn't have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so self-defense, just not just from uh, from humans, but also from animals. You know, it was a, it was a tool down there uh, and uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, right that's on. what I do. Well, thank you very much. And there you go, Tony. That's all of us. So thanks. Thanks, Tony. Well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from the other podcasters. Um, I know that I did. I appreciate everybody's participation. I know that not everybody was able to this go around. They may be able to in the future. Uh, But this stuff does take time to do. And so I really do appreciate that everybody took the time out of their schedules 
to go ahead and send in the stuff for me. Um, what I'll do now is I'll go ahead and give my answers on uh, to the questions, and then after that we'll probably uh, play a little music, and uh, then we'll go ahead and try and wrap it up. So uh, the first question is, what was the first firearm that I ever fired, and what was the first firearm that I ever owned? Uh, the first firearm that I ever fired was a 20-gauge pump shotgun. It was a Mossberg, and my father had given that to me. Um, and that was, again, subsequently the first firearm that I ever owned. That When he gave that to me, it was understood that that would be mine, and, and uh, uh, you know, like anything else, uh, it, it wouldn't be taken back or taken away from me. Uh, so that I, I truly owned that. Uh, question number two. I've been dropped on a unexplored planet, and I get to bring one rifle and one pistol with 150 rounds of ammo for each. What do I choose and why? You know, I, I gave this a lot of thought, and I went back and forth on it. My first kind of... Uh, impulse, I guess, was to say that I would take an AK-47 and uh, for the rifle and that I would bring a Glock pistol, uh, probably um, in 45. And the reason is because they're both good rounds, they're easy to work on. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, another thing that I could do is I could actually bring in a, and this is going to be my answer, I would actually bring in a 44 Magnum uh, revolver for the uh, for the pistol and for the rifle I would get something like a Marlin lever action that's also chambered in the 44 Magnum so basically that if I lost one gun or if I uh, broke one um, I still have I have rounds that are interchangeable uh, for both guns um, and again, uh, the revolver is going to be simple and easy to maintain. It's, it's very hard to uh, for it to malfunction. Um, the same with the lever action. It's, it's uh, relatively simple. Um, if the uh, cowboys in the Old West could drag them around all over creation, I'm sure I could uh, drag it around on the unexplored planet and it would do okay. But again, my main thing would be that I would, uh, I would have a, a real good round with real good stopping power. So number three, if I could strike down one gun law and enact one gun law that would be nationwide, what would those be? And I would have to say, as some others have said, that the Gun Control Act of 1968 would be the one thing that I would strike down. I think that's done a lot of damage to us and a lot of other things have kind of springboarded off of that. Uh, if I could enact one gun law that would be nationwide, it would basically be that we would not be restricted as law-abiding citizens. So that as long as you were not a felon, as long as you did not use a firearm in the commission of a crime, uh, and that's not to say that you wouldn't use one to defend yourself, but if your intent was to uh, commit a crime with that firearm, uh, then this, then that's when you would have restrictions. You wouldn't be able to own a gun anymore. But basically that... You would be able to carry concealed if you wanted. So there really wouldn't be a whole lot of rules. Uh, just as long as you were a law-abiding citizen, you pretty much get what you want. You can carry it how you want, when you want, and where you want. 
if I could have one dream firearm so money is not an object, what would it be? Uh, and again, I, the, the tack that I would take with this is that it's something that I probably I would like to have now, but I would just never justify spending the money on. And that would basically be just a fully tricked out, uh, full auto like HK or an, uh, an M4 type thing. Or maybe even a, uh, uh, a full auto um, AK. Uh, I don't know, just but basically something full auto that would be completely tricked out. Um, and finally, uh, the last question, number five, what does the Second Amendment mean to me personally? Uh, I'll keep this kind of short and concise. Basically what it means to me is that I'm a citizen and not a subject, and that the Second Amendment was put in place to remind the government and future governments that we are... Uh, not to be ruled, but that we, as the people, uh, control uh, the government and control basically our own destiny so that we can't uh, be treated unfairly, we can't have um, our property and our families, you know, torn from us, that type of thing. So, so if any of you guys would like to answer those same five questions, uh, just as a listener, uh, feel free to do so. You can either send me a, a MP3, or if you want, you can just send an email, and um, I'll just read out what your responses were to them. Uh, and if you want to contact me, you can. The easiest way to do that for this particular thing would be at firearmscafe at gmail dot com. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to. Uh, call this show done and um, again congratulations to Stan and Carl on your uh, upcoming uh, nuptials and uh, wish you all the best and uh, all the happiness. Uh, Take care. Again I hope you guys have had fun listening to this today but remember we've got a big fight ahead of us. Uh, We've got a lot of battles and challenges that we're going to face in the future. Uh, especially the next four years are going to be really tough. Uh, And I think we're going to start seeing a lot more stuff coming down the pipe a lot sooner than a lot of us expected. Uh, So this is Tony for the Firearms Cafe saying stay safe, stay informed, and as always, we'll save a seat for you at our table at the Firearms Cafe.
All music provided courtesy of Podsafe Music Network. Check out Podsafe Music Network for all your podcasting music needs.